Hello everybody, welcome back to Our New World. This is episode 8 of season 2 on Future Leaders and a reminder that these episodes, this podcast is sponsored by the Millennium Alliance for Humanity in the Biosphere or MAHB, M-A-H-B for short, the MOB. They are an organisation dedicated to raising awareness for the human dilemma which is to do with the environmental crisis that we're facing at the moment. Uh, they empower voices, they believe in equity and social justice. They're an amazing organisation doing some amazing work. Uh, so please do go check out their website at mahb.stanford.edu. That's mahb.stanford.edu. And hopefully today we're doing what uh, they would want us to be doing, which is to providing a platform to give a young up-and-coming environmental activist a voice. She is doing some incredible work, and I hope you guys really enjoy this one. Ashley Gore is a young environmental activist. She's up and coming. She's always had an affinity with nature. Um, and over lockdown, when she lived in South Africa, that grew stronger and it turned into a desire to make change for our planet. She has since moved to Scotland and she's been doing some incredible things. She's written a book on uh, eco-poetry called Unsaid. The link has been shared in the uh, show notes. And she started an organisation called Green Star, which is a youth social activist organisation that currently is focused on um, sustainable fashion. She's doing all sorts. She's really involving herself in the fight and it's starting to use her voice to try and spread a message, not only to her peers, but globally. And she epitomizes the sort of guest that we want on this show, someone who is passionate, but also is doing something with that passion, is young, trying to fight for their future, but also everybody's well-being around the world. It made me realize like how humans make so many negative contributions to the natural environment. And like during that moment, I felt like I felt like I had a relationship with nature more and I just wanted to make a change. Ashley is full of ideas. She's bubbly. It was so, so lovely to talk to her. Uh, I'm sure you guys will really enjoy and particularly if you are a young person listening to this, I want you to take this as an example of someone starting something small, building it, and I really, really look forward to seeing what she does with the rest of her life. So without further ado, let's get into it. Ashley, thank you so much for uh, joining us on Our New World. Really, really happy to have you. Uh, thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm super excited. Uh, good, great. Good to hear. So first of all, can you tell us what uh, inspired you to get involved in the environmental movement? Okay, so like during lockdown, I actually had like a moment to rethink and actually like meditate on like how I could make an impact. So like the lockdown really influenced me a lot. Um. It was like for a year and like during that time I had to like think of like how I could like make myself a better person and probably how I can contribute to my family, how I can contribute to my community 
and I had to like look at the world at large, like how can I make a contribution? And like from all the world crises that we like encounter today, I just feel like the environmental crisis is one one of the like major topics that need to be tackled. That's amazing. Where did you spend lockdown, first of all? Um, I was in South Africa during that time. So okay. like, it was, yeah, like a year and six months of lockdown. So it was really hectic during that time. Yeah, I can imagine. Did anything, was it something that sort of came from life experience or was it, because that's amazing having that time to just think and think, actually, I would like to improve myself. I'd like to give something back. That's a really amazing thing. Was there anything from before that moment that made you think climate change is really impacting us or this has had an effect on me? Or was it just that moment where you thought, I want to make a difference, climate change is important? Um, there is actually an experience. So like during those days, I had to like watch news every single day from like, I had to create a schedule for myself. So like every day at six o'clock, I would watch news and um, I had... I began to like notice like how, you know, like the carbon footprint had to like decrease during lockdown. And it made me realize like how humans make so many negative contributions to the natural environment. And like during that moment, I felt like I felt like I had a relationship with nature more and I just wanted to make a change from them. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And did you, did you learn about it a lot at school or was it, mainly from the news Do you, do you it, it was, about it it was mainly from the news but then like in 2021 i participated in the rice program it was like it was introduced at school like through swedish so then um they say that like you should start any project and i particularly chose the climate change uh, project and we had to like design 3d models like how we can make the world a better place so um being involved in that project made me like look at some aspects of like how the economic factors you know like impacting the world and stuff like that so it was like basically using art models to like um you know to invent the world and i feel like the rise program really made me have a better and clearer vision on like how to set up the whole yeah. that's amazing that's so good so where where did it go from there what were you so you you've, you're now in scotland right now in scotland now in scotland and so what what did that lead to your interest over lockdown what sort of things did you start doing what sort of work did you start doing so uh, from lockdown, like after lockdown, uh, before we moved to Scotland at my former school, I, um, from lockdown, like I said, I then took my vision to school and through the RISE program. So I then founded a school club. Uh, I know it's crazy, but like, I just felt the confidence to do that. Good. So um, I started like a club called the Chris Club. First of all, it was a news club because I had adopted the news, um, you know, skills from lockdown, like I said. Yeah. And like every single Friday, we broadcasted environmental news on assembly. And at first, I did face a lot of criticism, like, why are you telling us this? Like, who cares? 
And I just feel like I need to be consistent with this for people to believe me. And um, one of the projects that we had with the first club at my former school um, was the lollipop stick challenge. So um, in order to, okay, litter picking, it's, it's not like something that um, like people like doing. So I introduced like a lollipop stick challenge whereby okay. um, we reward the person who picked the most lollipop sticks during the school term. And off, I know a lot Yeah, on the ground. Okay, yeah, Litter at my school. And really students don't like picking litter. So we had to put a reward for the person who picked the most lollipop sticks. And from there, it grew from lollipop sticks to encouraging the community to pick more litter. And yeah, that's one of the sustainable habits that I created at my school and my local community. Now I was in South Africa. That's so good. That's I love that little reward idea. I need to start doing that more, giving people rewards to pick up litter. Um, oh, who was giving you criticism for for um, giving people news? Was it your friends? Yeah. A lot, yeah, a lot of criticism. Like, uh, it was mainly like, who cares? Like, who cares? Like, how can you make an impact? Like, it's okay. It only started with like five members, but like when we started the lollipop stack challenge, I then noticed like more people joined my club. <laughs> then yeah, it later grew, and um. Actually, the press club encouraged me to start Green Star because I then realized I could actually create something big, starting from criticism. Probably more people can join if you actually make common sense. Yeah, so Green Star. Okay, we'll just go back a bit. So, sorry, did you say the Crest Club? The press club, like press for news. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Green Star is the thing that you've started now. It's the, the organization you've started now. So can you tell us a little bit about Green Star? Because that's you're still going with that, aren't you? Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Mm. So like uh, from the press club, I later evolved to Green Star. Uh, Green Star is basically a youth-led uh, network. Uh, whereby the youth are like advocating for environmental justice. Um, we're finding innovative ways to like solving the climate crisis and environmental issues that are, you know, like affecting our world today. We have like, um, you know, water pollution, air pollution, biodiversity problems, and more like there are a lot. So I know that you narrowed down uh, we're going to solve the climate problem because it's really something huge that a small group can solve. And there are a lot of people trying to solve, but um, trying to be realistic, we then figured out like we have to have one mission or one goal. So then we decided to start the sustainable fashion uh, project that we're still going to carry out to 2023. So uh, we... Yeah, we decided to focus on sustainable fashion because we realized that it's one of the most leading industries right now. It's huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Like really huge. Like after the fossil, you know, fuel industry, 
so yeah that's how it all began and um we're still trying to find like a solid base but for now we're focusing on the sustainable fashion uh project that we're carrying out in 2023 and when you say we who's who's we who can join the group is it mainly youth youth activists youth youth thinkers Okay, so it's like uh youth from like international youth. Like for now, we're on we're like fifteen. Um, yeah, it's a small committee for now. Yeah, and yeah, but like we're willing as on like okay, Green Star is willing. <laughs> okay, to like recruit more youth, you know, with the same goal. Yeah, I mean, it starts to start. Fifteen is fifteen is a good amount. That's that's awesome. And are they yeah. from all over the world, or are they from South Africa or Scotland or whereabouts? Yeah, some are in the UK, like yeah, in Scotland. As some of my friends joined me, and some are from South Africa as well as Asia. Yeah, yeah. So like everywhere, sported everywhere. That's amazing. Oh, so when you talk about projects, you said you focus on sustainable fashion. What mm. what sort of projects? Because I imagine a lot of, I mean, especially youth, a lot of people who are still at school will be listening, thinking, yeah. well, what projects can I get involved in? What skills do I have? what sort of things do you work to towards do you work towards activism projects or do you work towards um actually developing ideas and developing um products that can help help with the problem okay yeah so it's um more of practical than you know like activism um okay let me just try to explain this i like talking about this yeah yeah do it. so like I really do. So, like, the sustainable fashion industry is, like, it's a long chain. It starts from, like, individuals like us. Um, Just to say, like, every person produces about, like, 13 kgs of waste. Um, So, like, a lot of people produce, like, waste, like, with their clothes. So, um, we decided to focus on the waste disposal, like, point whereby it's a little like you know like there are a lot of beans like waste bins but like you've never seen a bin representing disposal waste for clothes yeah like they didn't anything like that so um we'll start small by like engaging the local community and council and trying to introduce these bins that represent like where you put your clothes because I feel like there's a discrimination and you know like clothes like waste clothes like people when we are talking about waste like people normally think of plastic bottles mm. um I don't know like but we're for we're like forgetting yeah. the most waste that like you know deteriorating landfills right now which is our uh, fashion and clothes so introducing this beans and introducing this fashion waste collection will probably make you know the whole system better and um we're just gonna collect but as for the other parts like recycling and um reusing that part is probably for other big companies Mm. but uh we're trying to make an impact by just collecting the waste that's so cool that's such a good idea i like that because Again, like you said, it's such a big problem. I mean, climate change, anyway, but the fashion industry, you don't really know where to start. So really focusing in and actually trying to do something productive and, yeah. And also, say again, sorry? 
and also in small portions, trying to bring down the stages. Yeah, and that's, you know, we talk about it a lot on this podcast, is doing things in small chunks and doing what you can, rather than trying to solve one huge problem at a time. It's breaking it down into all these little problems. Um, love that. That's so cool. So is Green Star, where do you see Green Star going? Is, do you think it's going to stick there? Is that the, the goal at the moment, or have you got long-term plans for it? Um, obviously, um, for now, I did make... Um, I made plans for 2023 and up to like, you know, five years from now, like trying to make it small. But for now, we're trying to make it small, just like, you know, like experiment how it's going to work because, um, yeah, there are a lot of facts to consider. But for now, I just procrastinated for like five years. And um, for now, we're working with where I am, which is here in Scotland. Hmm. And as for the other coordinates and other youths that are part of Greenstar, if they also introduce the same idea where they are, I feel like Greenstar can really grow big with the same idea, but people who are like, you know, everywhere. Hmm. Have you found it difficult moving the ideas from South Africa to Scotland? Have you had to sort of start from scratch or because everything's online, is it okay? But um, Some of the ideas that I had back then um, are really changing now. Like I had to make a lot of adjustments because of the, you mm. know, setting and stuff. But yeah, that's the main vision that I had because I, I had always been in love with the environment and clothes. So I had to combine the two and just make, you know, adjustments to suit the community that I live in. Yeah. Okay, cool. And how's the, I imagine the education structure is a little bit different. So is it, is it still things that you can apply at school or is it difficult to balance what you're doing with the environmental work and the education that you're getting in Scotland? Um, oh, yeah, that's true. Okay. So, like, um, to be honest, I feel like what I do as an environmentalist has connection with what we learn at school yeah. and, like, education because, like, um, I do chemistry and chemistry is evolving into sustainable chemistry, apparently. Mm. And um, art, like, um, art is also evolving into sustainable art. So when I look at it, I feel like everything around me is evolving into sustainable whatever. And it's really something that I'm enthusiastic about. And I'm really glad to just, you know, like have stuff connecting, like education. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's great. That's great. So you can, what what do you want to, do you want to go on to do further study or do you want to go into the work you're doing? Or it might be both, but have you got real interests in continuing studying and trying to combine them? Or do you just want to go into environmental work? Um, probably. That depends. But um, I really love what I do for now. Okay. It's like trying to link your passion with your profession. Yeah. So, uh, okay. I can do both, but um, I would rather go for my passion. So I'll go for what I do now that's if it progresses and of which I believe it will so yeah I'll go for my passion yeah and um 
how do you see i, I mean it, it's it sounds like you're involving youth in the issue which is a huge thing at the moment it's really important um you know the last few podcasts have been on getting people's voices heard how do you kind of see people like yourself you know your roles in the future i feel like a lot of people are seeing like exactly like you said the environmental movement climate issues are going to integrate themselves into all sorts of jobs most jobs will require sustainability aspects to them um but what sort of roles do you think people your age and below and even above what do you think they have in the climate crisis at the moment um to be honest i feel like they have a more drive compared to the demographic age like for now that's i think because Okay, it's like, um, you know, like, think of my social circles and the people that I network with. (laughs) The youth are making a much more change, like a lot of, you know, like, a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of, you know, energy. Obviously, we do need adults in order to make a change because we need, you know, the support we can't change the world alone but i feel like these are un- unstoppable for now and and <laughs> for my age because we're uh, we're like leaving now but like we're important for like you know like the fifth years from now if we're looking at you know the economic state of the world compared mm-hmm. to older people yeah you know? Well, it's good to know I'm still needed as an adult. I'm I'm pleased with that. That's good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, adults are still needed. <laughs> I know. I'm now at that stage where I uh, I'm definitely not youth anymore, and so I'm a bit worried that I'm just getting phased out. But no, it's uh, it's good to to see that clearly there are people who are very passionate about it, and that's a nice, really nice thing. Um, no, it's genuinely good to see like work is being done. So, in terms of uh, sustainable fashion because i was going to ask what you know what you think the mm. biggest issues are uh that we face i it sounds like you choose sustainable fashion is that is that something you chose professionally or is that something that you feel very deeply about or is there another connection that you have to the environmental crisis is there something that you really think is a huge problem that needs to be solved that maybe you don't feel like you have the power to solve Okay, so um, mainly it's sustainable fashion um, because looking at like, yeah, it's sustainable fashion because we do wear clothes every day and 92 million tons of, you know, textile waste are being produced every year. And it's like something really devastating if we think about it. And it's just like common sense to realize that a change has to be made so yeah and i also like uh another you know like uh, topic that i'm interested in it's like making environmental awareness through literature i feel like people need to focus more on like green you know green and eco poems or probably just literature in general because so many 
authors are trying to send out a message out there. But uh, because reading is quite eroding, like in society, it'd be hard for, you know, to... And, and how, because you, you've written a book, haven't you? Yeah, I did. And that was on poetry. Would you describe that as eco-poetry? Yeah, eco poetry or green poetry, actually, like the word. I love that term, yeah. What's what's it about? I mean, what are the poems about? Um, The poems are basically about, they portray, um, or they reimagine what's probably a world without what the climate crisis would be like or forecasting how the world would be like if you continue to, you know, continue with the harmful actions. And I yeah. feel like the difference between the two will probably, you know, make emotions of the readers have ethnical feelings and they change their actions. And what's the name of the book? Uh, Unsaid. Um, I actually have it now. Oh, yeah, show us. Yeah, yeah, and we'll share a yeah. link as well. Unsaid. Unsaid. Um, unsaid. Yeah, sure. a great front cover as well. I love that. And we'll share a link. Yeah. We'll share a link for people listening and watching. Uh, for those just listening, great front cover. Check it out online. Look at the link. Um, I think, yeah, no, it's great. I think it's. I, I like the idea of combining the arts and um, sciences and policy as well, which I think a lot of people don't necessarily see them combining but i speak to a, a fair few people who end up doing hobbies on like eco poetry or eco art and things like that and they always tell me eco something and it's really nice because that seems like a connection for you for people mm -hmm. do you feel like the work that you're doing so the the writing and the project work do you feel like it makes your voice heard or do you still feel unheard as youth Mm, that's really difficult okay so um i'd say and okay so okay in sustainable fashion or green star i feel like my voice is a better platform because we can see like the the change that we're making can be seen it's something that can be seen like something evident and of which in literature I feel like my voice is not yet heard mm. because people do not appreciate literature that much and um literature is something that can change society and probably change people's state of mind into green thinking and green thinking is something that will probably change and save species years from now if you look at it so do you think, what would you prefer, what do you think gives you a bigger voice or what would you like to give you a bigger voice? Writing, the literature side or the project work you do with youth? Um, or both. Literature. <laughs> yeah, or I was going to say, it sounds like literature, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so one thing we always ask everybody, and it's the impossible question that I'm thinking I should probably get rid of because it's always a difficult one and everyone complains about it because they can only give one answer but what is the one thing that you think that you would recommend that people do to try and help our planet the one thing oh no <laughs> that's really difficult okay um okay I feel like 
<laughs> this is really difficult. It doesn't but, have to um, be. It doesn't have to be to do with. Um, a lot of people want to say like go vegan or do, which is brilliant. Um, it doesn't uh, have to be wear less clothes. Uh, sorry, wear more sustainable clothes. It doesn't have to be yeah. get rid of them sustainability. It could be anything. A lot of people say communicate properly. That would be my one. Uh, what do you think yours would be? Okay, probably people should like have should feel like an individual responsibility and not depend too much on collective responsibility in whatever they do because most of the times we do like most of the stuff we do we base on people but not on ourselves so if we have an individual responsibility then later a collective responsibility then from there i feel like progress will be Great sign off. That's, uh, I really like that message, actually. Um, and I uh, just want to say thank you again for, for joining us. That was that was brilliant. And good luck okay. with the rest of the work. Thank you for having me.